Take your Bibles and turn to John chapter 3, if you would please. I'm going to read one verse, very familiar verse with all of us. But if you would please stand for the reading of God's Word, if you're able to. We can probably all just quote this verse. It is probably the Christmas story in one verse. It is probably the greatest verse that any of us could ever memorize. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believe in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. I'd like to preach a message I've titled The Gift That Keeps Giving. Let's pray. Father, we come to You this morning. Thank You, Lord, for giving Your Son. Thank You for the wonderful gift. Thank You for salvation through the death, the burial, the resurrection of our Savior Jesus Christ. We often look at this time of year at a manger with a babe lying in it. That babe came that He might die. To die in our place. To take our sins upon Him. To be the perfect sacrifice that we might, if we put our faith and trust in Him, receive Him as our Savior and have eternal life through His shed blood. We thank You. We love You. Bless now, Lord. This is a special time of year. But let us not get caught up in all the trappings of the world. But let us get caught up in our Savior. Have Your will waiting this morning in the service, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. In this verse, we quickly understand that the Lord is the one who gave the greatest gift of all times. Amen. There is absolutely no way that you could say that there was ever another gift given that is as great as this given by the Lord Himself. Nothing can compare to this gift. He gave His Son, who in turn continually gives to each who will receive Him as their Savior. There's a, the past few years, there's been a uh, I guess you call it a, a game circulating uh, around this time of year, and, and they use it at different times, but especially this time of year where they take a, a, a special gift and they wrap it up in cellophane or, or saran wrap, and then they put another one in there and another piece of it, and they begin until you get a great big ball and got all these little gifts inside of it. Then they take a dice and they person starts unwrapping and going after those gifts in there one by one. He's unwrapping them. Another person's trying to roll the dice and, and maybe hit six and then they got to pass it on. The whole idea is to try to get to the center to get to the best gift. There's little gifts all the way through there. But in this situation, they, they're rolling the dice and they're trying to go through there and, and trying to get the gift that's inside there, down at the very middle. Could I say this morning... That the greatest gift that was given wasn't wrapped down in the middle. It was on the outside. And from that point on, the gift of God is like that in some ways, except for the greatest gift was unwrapped first and then as you accept Jesus Christ. But the gift of Jesus Christ keeps giving. It goes on continually. Jesus is the gift that is given, which gives the gift of eternal life, which... Uh, is ours when we receive Him as our Savior. In John chapter 3, verse 16, we've already read it, but for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes Him should not perish but have everlasting life. You go to Romans chapter 3 and, and verse, uh, uh, or not chapter 3, but verse, or chapter 6 and verse 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God 
The gift of God. There it is again. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We get eternal life through this one that is called the gift of God, the one that was given. We have this gift that, has, that when we receive this gift, there's so much more. If, if all that we unwrapped in this was salvation through Jesus Christ, can I say this morning, it would be enough. Amen. If all that we got when we asked Jesus Christ to be our Savior was eternal life through Jesus Christ, that would be enough. Amen. You know, so many times, and I, every one of us in here have heard the stories, and of course, it's not so much now as it used to be, and, but uh, I remember sitting down with my grandparents and my dad and them talking about at Christmas time getting, getting a, a, an orange and, and uh, maybe a candy cane and, and a couple little things like that, and boy, they was tickled to death to get that. They was excited. But boy, today you almost got to have a new phone or whatever to get the kids excited. They got, you know, they get all the electronics and everything for them to get excited about it. I remember several years ago when it wasn't here, but it was in another place I was pastoring. Right before Christmas, a lady came to our house, knocked on the door. She came in and was visiting with my wife and I, and she was all in tears and everything, and she couldn't. She said, I, she said, could you help me? She said, I, I, I want to buy some gifts for my children. I said, okay, what, what do you need? She said, well, she said, my, my son, uh, he's wanting a pager. And I said, well, how old is he? This was back when before this, everybody was carrying cell phones, had them little pagers, you know. Some of you don't even know what that is. But anyway, <laughs> I just told how old I am, amen. Oh, it goes farther back than that, amen. I dial like this here, you know. You just don't even know how to do that. You don't even know what a party line was. I, 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 mean, I was on a party line. I, now see, you done got me off track there, Sean. You got me off track. But I don't, and, and the party line. But anyway, uh, we, and, and the, I forget what the daughter's gift was, but it was something frivolous and, and large, and, and all of them cost a lot of money. And I said, you know what? I said, do you have the ability just to buy them something small and just give them a nice gift and have a good time of Christmas and enjoying family? She said, well, yeah, but everybody's got a pager and the girl, everybody's got whatever it was she wanted. I said, it's not Christmas. Right. Right. And, I, and I believe that we gave her a gospel tract and shared with her what real Christmas was. But the fact is this morning, hey, listen, if all we got was salvation, it'd be enough. But the gift himself, Jesus Christ, keeps giving. As we unwrap this marvelous salvation, the one who is the gift of God. You don't have to wait to get to the middle. It begins at the top when you receive Christ your Savior. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God. Not of works lest any man should boast. Otherwise you can't be good enough or work hard enough to get to heaven. It's only by receiving the gift which is Jesus Christ in your heart and life. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confessions made unto salvation. It's with the heart. And oh how we need to receive him as our Savior. And that begins the gift that never stops giving. God the Father gave his Son that we might have salvation, might have eternal life. This gift of salvation in Matthew 1 verse 21 says that, And she shall bring forth a son, and, they, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Luke chapter 2 and verse 11. For unto you... Otherwise, given to you. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, 
which is Christ the Lord. Given unto us a gift. Probably different ones in here and the way it is with families and everything. You start the, the, the giving gifts and spending time with one another early and because family's trying to get together and, and probably many in here has already received a gift. But my friend, the greatest gift that you could ever see, receive is the one that has been given by God. Amen. The gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, His Son. To receive Him into your heart and life. This is the gift that has been given by God. But the gift of God never stops giving. And the more we unwrap it, the more that we find in our lives, the more we see and understand how great the gift is. This morning, I think most of us understand that the greatest gift ever given was Jesus Christ. But understand this, there's so much more to what he has given in a person's life when they receive that gift. Let me unwrap that gift a little bit more for you this morning. Let me remind you that you must first also accept that gift before you can begin to enjoy it and unwrap it. You can't unwrap. There's a lot of people want what's down in the gift without receiving the gift. But I'm, gonna, I'm here to tell you this morning, you can't have the eternal life that's down in the gift until you receive the gift. You can't have the blessings of God until you receive the gift. You can't have the hand of God in your life until you receive the gift. You can't have all that He has for you until you receive the gift, Jesus Christ. A lot of people don't understand. They say, well, I, I want this in my life. I want that in my life. But my friend, you must receive the gift of Jesus Christ first. Nicodemus came and the Lord told him, He said, he must be, you must be born again. That's to receive the gift. To unwrap this gift, that keeps giving is to know the one that is the gift of God. We sometimes receive a gift that's got multiple attachments. You know, a, a, lot, a lot of guys, they like, man, to get this here, boy, I'll tell you what, then I can get this piece, I can buy this piece, I can put this on, I can get this piece. And we got multiple attachments going to it. You know, it's like, man, it's, it's kind of like a, a Sean and his guns. It's, it's never enough. He's got he to have this to fit on there, you got to have this to fit on there, you got to have this to fit on there. And then before long, it looks like a tank, hey, amen? It's just the way it is. <laughs> You go buy some type of, they got all these different, you go to a store and you buy this weed eater, but then they got all these attachments on it. I mean, you can turn it into a helicopter, it doesn't matter. You know, there's all kinds of things that go with it. And you're constantly, you know, it's, it's, they, they say, well, it's the gift that keeps giving because you can keep putting stuff on and you can keep doing this with it and something different with it and something different with it. And it's the gift that keeps giving. Yeah, but you got to buy every attachment. You got to find every attachment. But can I tell you this morning, hey, this gift of God is complete. It's a, it's a complete package. You just need to keep unwrapping it. Just keep on going to it. Keep unwrapping it. And keep, there's no purchase necessary because everything's been purchased for you through the blood of Jesus Christ. We find over in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. After you've received this gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ, and you begin to unwrap the fullness of this gift of God, you'll find some things. 
First of all, here in Isaiah, he's talking about some things that we're going to find. I'm just going to unwrap a few this morning. First of all, he says that his name is called Wonderful. There's no one or anything like him. Once you receive the gift, you're going to find out how wonderful he is. You're going to find out some great things about him. We find over in Psalms, Psalms 40 and verse 5, he says, Many, O Lord, my God, are thy wonderful works. Wonderful works. Which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to usward. They cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Hey, listen this morning. Can, can you just unwrap the Lord just a little bit here and realize His wonderful works in your life? The wonderful works that He is wanting to do in your life, the wonderful works that He's already done. Say, well, preacher, you just don't know about my, my life. Well, you just haven't unwrapped Him yet, amen? You just haven't got to the place where you understand how wonderful He is. Well, when the, the difficulties come and you begin to see the wonderful works that He's done in your life and you begin to see how wonderful He is and marvelous He is. That, hey, listen, he, He's always there and He cares for you and He's there to, to meet the need that's in your life. He's done great and mighty works. Isaiah 25, 1 says, O Lord, Thou art my God. I will exalt Thee. I will praise Thy name for Thou hast done wonderful things. Thy counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. This morning, as you begin to unwrap this gift, there's none like him. He's wonderful. He does wonderful works in the lives of those who have made him their Savior and their Lord. My friend, you can't understand and you can't realize, a lot of people don't understand how wonderful he is because they've never received the gift of God. And once we receive the gift of God, we begin to understand how wonderful it is as we begin to unwrap that gift. As we unwrap this gift, he will begin to, we'll begin to see and experience his wonderful works in our lives and in the lives of those around us. As we dig a little bit deeper, pull back another layer of the wrapping on this gift, we unwrap one of, the great, uh, one of great wisdom and direction for our lives. He's counselor, the Bible says. In Colossians chapter 2 and verse 3 says, In whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. There's nothing hid or unknown to our Savior Jesus Christ. He knows what's going on in your life. He knows what's going on in things around you. He knows what's going to happen tomorrow. He knows what's going to happen a year from now. He knows what needs to be done in your life. He is counselor. He is a mighty God. He knows what is needed in your life. And he wants to counsel you. He wants to direct your life. He wants to, to lead you uh, through the difficult days. He's counselor. He's, he, he's, yes, he's a, he, he, he is a wonderful God, but he's a counselor. Therefore, he can guide our lives and direct our steps if we will listen and obey his word. He said, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. As he counsels you, as he guides you, he wants to take the word of God and he wants to direct your life. You know, so many times, you, you know, we, and we've become so reliant upon Siri and all of them, all the GPS deals that we have on our phones and in our vehicles and, and farmers are using them and it's a great tool. But sometimes it's not correct. Sometimes it's not right. Sometimes it will lead you the wrong direction. But can I tell you that the Word of God and the direction of God, the counselor, the great and mighty God will never lead you astray. He'll never lead you down the wrong direction. So many times we say, man, I just don't know what to do. There's one that does. So many times I don't know what I don't know what to say. There's one that does. 
Well, well, preacher, I just don't know how to take care of this in my life. There's one that does. He's the counselor. He's the mighty God. You, can't you, can trust it. you can trust in his counsel and his wisdom to direct your every step. Every step. As you pull back a little bit more of the wrappings, you find that he's the mighty God. He's wonderful. He's the counselor. But he's the mighty God. There's nothing too big or too hard for our Lord Jesus Christ because he's mighty. Jeremiah 32, 17 says, All Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. In Luke chapter 1, we find over in verse 37, it says, For, God, for with God nothing is impossible. Absolutely nothing. As we begin to go through this life with the Lord and we begin to unwrap this great gift of Jesus Christ, as we begin to, to pull back the wrappings and we begin to look at what we have in salvation through Jesus Christ, a gift that keeps on giving, we find that, that uh, he, He's there for us and He cares for us and He loves us and He's wonderful and He will guide us and He will direct us. But my friend, understand also, realize that this morning that He cares enough for you that He is a powerful God and He's mighty and He's able do all that's needed in your life. Amen. So, well, preacher, you don't understand what I'm going through. Don't have to. But I know that there's one that can handle it. I know that there's one powerful enough. You say, well, preacher, why, why doesn't this take place? Why doesn't that take place? Because he has a different plan for your life. He has something different than what you want. He has something different than what I want. But he's a mighty God and he's able to handle all things and handle all things well and do it with great might and power. There's nothing impossible for him. You say, well, preacher, uh, uh, are you just talking about prosperity gospel where we name it and claim it? No. I'm talking about a mighty God that has a plan for your life that he is able to complete what he wants to do in your life if you allow him to. Amen. And there is absolutely nothing too hard. Over the years I've seen situations where in people's lives, I'm going to be honest with you, it seemed impossible. And in prayer and watching the Lord work, it was amazing to see what God would do. There's nothing too hard, nothing impossible. You see, I don't serve a little or a weak God. I have a mighty God that can do all things and do them all well. Your problem is never too hard or too big for the one that is the gift of God, Jesus Christ. Though his wonderful gift, and through that wonderful gift, that's mighty, we have strength to face tomorrow. Amen. Because of his power, not because of ours. You can go, you can go, you can pump iron, you can get build muscles and everything, but I'm gonna tell you something, you're gonna face things in your life that human muscle can't handle. You can go and you can get all the education you want and be intellectually strong. But you're going to face things that your intellect can't handle. You can go through life and you can build a great bank account and, and have great money, but your money will not take care of everything in life. But there's one that can give you strength too. In fact, he tells us in Philippians 4, 13, he says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Because he's a mighty God, we can understand that he'll strengthen us and help us and carry us through. As we continue to unwrap this gift 
that keeps giving, we find the everlasting Father. We find the love of an almighty God in this gift of God. It's an everlasting love, one that never changes even though we disappoint him. You see, many times we think, well, how can God forgive me? How can God, why, why would God do that? Because he, your heavenly father, he loves you. He cares for you. Well, preacher, I've disappointed him and I've not done right. And I know that what I've done is not pleasing unto him. No, but he loves you. And his love never, ever changes. It's an everlasting love. Sometimes it's hard for us to understand because our love many times is conditional. You love me, I love you. You do what, what you're supposed to do and I'll love you. But my friend, even when we disappoint him and fail him, he loves us. Jeremiah 31.3 says, The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Even when we fail him, he says, I want to pull you up close to me. I care about you. I love you that much. Even when you fail me. And in fact, he, he said, even so much so, he said that in 1 John 1, 9, if we would confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Preacher, what happens to my sin? He confesses the Lord. The Bible says it's cast as far as the east is from the west. That's never ending. He says that he is cast into the depths of the sea, never to remember it again. How can he do that? He's God. He's God. And there's nothing too hard for him. Jesus Christ, oh, how he loves you and me. How he, he proved that love at Calvary. How could a, an almighty God love us to allow his son to die for people who would spit in his face, who would pluck his beard, who would beat him with a cat of nine tails, who would nail him to a cross, who would put a, a crown of thorns upon his head, who would walk by then and, and revile him and mock him and make fun of him and, and strip him naked before the people and, 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 and do all these wicked things. And yet he died for them because he loved them. Amen. I'm going to say something here that a lot of people don't understand. Do you know that Jesus Christ loved Hitler and died for him too? That couldn't be. For God so loved the world. That's everyone. Now we have a choice. We can accept his love or we can reject it. And when you reject it, you reject Jesus Christ. You reject the gift of God. And you have only one other place to go, and that's a lake of fire. So he draws us near to him as a father would his son, that we might know him and enjoy him. He wants us to be close. He's an everlasting father that provides for his children, that, that protects his children, and even in times of need, corrects his children. You know, and I know it's not popular in our day and time, but sometimes the best way that you can love your child is to discipline them and correct them. And I'm not talking about time out. I wish my dad knew about timeout. <laughs> the only thing about time was how many times was he going to smack the bottom? <clears throat> she said, that's mean, that's cruel. Not if you do it in love. I'm going to tell you what child abuse is. 
It's to let them go. To let them run rampant. To let them do what they want to do. To let them be, be their own boss. Because one day, they'll hate you. If they can't obey mom and dad, they sure won't obey God. God has placed you in their lives as a picture of the Lord himself. And oh, how we need to learn that sometimes love means some discipline. God loves you and me, and sometimes there's some discipline that has to come into our lives to keep us. You say, well, well preacher, that's not love. You mean that you would allow your child to go out and play in a busy street? Oh, no, 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 no. Well, if he keeps doing that, if you tell him that you're going to give him time out, you've got to get severe enough so that he understands that it's not worth it. That's love. Because you love him, you, you discipline out of love. The everlasting Father is one that will never leave us or forsake us. He is there at all times. Boy, you stop and think about it. Everlasting means everlasting. It's, it's, well, 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 Morris, is, is everlasting a year? No. Is everlasting, uh, uh, Levi, is it 10 years? Uh, uh, Justin, is everlasting uh, 100 years? Everlasting is forever. Amen. And his love is forever. And it is not conditional. It's an everlasting love that we unwrap in the salvation of this great gift of God. As we peel back another layer of the wrapping, we find the Prince of Peace. This gift of God gives a peace that no one or anything else can give. You know, what's amazing, this time of year, you would think with all the joy and all the excitement that's going on that, that people would have peace in their hearts and just really enjoy it. But that's not the case. In fact, there's many people that this is one of the highest times of the year that people commit suicide. Why, preacher? Because there's no peace in their hearts and lives. No peace. And this world is looking for peace and they're trying to get it through drugs and drinking and, and immoral relationships and on goes the list of things that they're trying to find peace at and they can never find peace in anything. You know why? Because Jesus is the only one that can give peace. He's the everlasting Father, yes, but He is the one He is called the Prince of Peace. This gift of God is a peace that no one else or anything else can give. Philippians 4, 7 says, The peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ. During those difficult times, there's a peace that can come in your heart and mind through God as you begin to trust in Him. Over and over again, there have been different times in my life, and I'm sure in your life also, that difficulties have come, and you're thinking, uh, you know, I, I just don't know about this. And there's a peace of God that just settles in your heart when you trust Him and when you turn it over into to His hands and allow Him to be in control of it. The peace of God. I remember some different situations, and people say, I bet you're on pins and needles. I said, you know, no. There's a peace. Just a sweet peace. When the storm rages, when the thunder rolls, when the clouds come in, and when the, when the lightning's flashing, there's a peace. Why? Because we have a Prince of Peace as our Savior. By now, I hope you've reached a point that you understand that there's a gift that's given by Jesus Christ, being the Savior. 
But it is a gift that keeps on giving. You say, well, preacher, what about after you die? Oh, it just gets better. Amen. You finally reach a point that it's all opened up before you. In fact, we find over in Matthew 1 and verse 23, it says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is being interpreted, God with us. This is the point at which we should understand that this gift that we have is unlike any other gift. This is a point at which we need to understand that's a gift that keeps on giving. See what he's saying, preacher? His name is Emmanuel, which means God with us. Amen. Not God somewhere off out into outer space. Not God somewhere over here, and I've got to find him. Not God somewhere when he has time, he comes near. But God with us. When, preacher? If you know him as your Savior at all times, he's there. And he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. We now have the gift that lives within us continually. No, we need to give thanks this morning. 2 Corinthians 9, 15 says, Thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. It's a gift that cannot be explained by words many times. Over the years, I've had, I've sat down with people and tried to explain about the things of the gifts of God. And it's like they don't understand. Can I tell you why? You have to experience it to know it. You have to receive that first gift, which is Jesus Christ, before you can unwrap any of the other. There has to come a place in your life where you realize that, hey, listen, I, I'm on my own and I need a Savior because this morning Jesus died on the cross for you, took your sins and my sins upon him and died in our place. We owed a sin debt that we couldn't pay, but he paid a sin debt he didn't owe. Jesus came to the manger not so we could have a celebration not so that we could have Christmas songs, though there's nothing wrong with that. But Jesus came to die for you and me. That's the gift of God. And after we receive that gift, there's so much that comes with it. It's a gift that keeps giving. Preacher, will it ever stop? Never. Well, what about in eternity? Even in eternity. It's a gift that keeps giving. God has a plan for you and me. So let us give thanks unto this wonderful Christmas Eve day that, that we celebrate the birth of our Savior and the wonderful salvation and the gift that keeps on giving. Time doesn't permit me to go on and unwrap more. But can I say this? Your life, if lived... For, the G for Jesus Christ, after you received him, a life lived for him will continually unwrap the gift of God. And it keeps on giving, and keeps on giving, and keeps on giving. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 12 says it this way, For now we see through a glass darkly, 
but then face to face. One day, our salvation, our eternal home will be reality as we come before the Lord. As we see the whole gift open before us. But until then, he says, I got a gift for you. First of all, salvation. But after that, just keep on unwrapping it. Just keep on unwrapping it. Preacher, do we have to buy the, the, other, the add-ons? No. They're paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. Let's bow. Father, I thank you for loving us. Thank you for the gift of God that keeps giving. Thank you for the gift of God that is beyond our comprehension. Well, Lord, we could have kept on naming different things as we unwrap the gift of God. So many things. And we will have never really touched the tip of the iceberg. Lord, I pray now that you would speak to every heart. Lord, if there be someone here today that if they were to die today, they don't know that they'd go to heaven. Lord, I pray that they would come during the invitation that we'll give. That they might receive this gift of God. Jesus Christ as their Savior. Have your will and way. And as Christians, Lord, may we not stifle and stop unwrapping. But may we live for you that we might continue to unwrap the wonderful gifts of God. Have your will and way, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with your heads bowed, your eyes closed?